A Boy Scout laid the fire. Dear friends in Christ, on this most holy night in which our Lord Jesus passed over from death to life, the Church invites her members dispersed throughout the world to gather vigil in prayer. For this is the Passover of the Lord, in which by hearing his word and celebrating his sacraments, we share in his victory over death. Let us pray. O God, through your Son, you have bestowed upon your people the brightness of your light. Sanctify this new fire and grant that in this Paschal feast we may so burn with heavenly desires that with pure minds we may attain to the festival of everlasting light through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The light of Christ. Thanks be to God. Now we start. The light of Christ. Thanks be to God. The light of Christ, thanks be to God. Forever and ever. Amen. 
with you. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give him thanks and praise. It is truly right and good always and everywhere. With our whole heart and mind and voice to praise you, invisible, almighty, and eternal God, and your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. For he is the true Paschal Lamb, who at the feast of the Passover paid for us the debt of Adam's sin, and by his blood delivered your faithful people. This is the night when you brought our fathers, the children of Israel, out of bondage in Egypt, and led them through the Red Sea on dry land. This is the night when all who believe in Christ are delivered from the gloom of sin and are restored to grace and holiness of life. This is the night when Christ broke the bonds of death and hell and rose victorious from the grave. How wonderful and beyond our knowing, O God, is your mercy and loving kindness to us, that to redeem a slave you gave a son. How holy is this night, when wickedness is put to flight and sin is washed away. It restores innocence to the fallen and joy to those who mourn. It casts out pride and hatred and brings peace and concord. How blessed is this night when earth and heaven are joined and man is reconciled to God. Holy Father, 
accept our evening sacrifice. The offering of this candle in your honor, may it shine continually to drive away all darkness. May Christ, the morning star who knows no setting, find it his light to all creation, and who lives and reigns forever and ever. Let us hear the record of God's saving deeds in history, how he saved his people in ages past. And let us pray that our God will bring each of us to the fullness of redemption. Please be seated. Our first reading is from Genesis. In the beginning when God created the heavens and the earth, the earth was a formless void and darkness covered the face of the deep, where a wind from God swept over the face of the waters. Then God said, Let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light was good. And God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening. And there was morning, the first day. And God said, let there be a dome in the midst of the waters, and let it separate the waters from the waters. So God made the dome and separated the waters that were under the dome from the waters that were above the dome. And it was so. God called the dome sky, and there was evening, and there was morning the second day. And God said, let the waters under the sky be gathered together in one place, and let the dry land appear. And it was so. God called the dry land earth, and the waters gathered together he called seas. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, let the earth put forth vegetation, plants yielding seed, and fruit trees of every kind on earth that bear fruit with the seed in it. And it was so. The earth brought forth vegetation, plants yielding seed of every kind, and trees of every kind bearing fruit with the seed in it. And God saw that it was good. And there was evening, and there was morning the third day. And God said, let there be lights in the dome of the sky to separate the day from the night. And let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years 
and let them be lights in the dome of the sky to give light upon the earth. And it was so. God made the two great lights, uh, <clears throat> the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night and the stars. God sought to separate the light from the darkness, and God saw that it was good. And there was evening, and there was morning, the fourth day. And God said, let the waters bring forth swarms of living creatures, and let birds fly above the earth across the doom of the sky. So God created the great sea monsters and every living creature that moves of every kind with which the waters swarm, and every winged bird of every kind. And God saw that it was good. God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the waters in the seas, and let the birds multiply on the earth. And there was evening, and there was morning, the fifth day. And God said, Let the earth bring forth living creatures of every kind, cattle and creeping things, and wild animals of the earth of every kind. And it was so. God made the wild animals of the earth of every kind, and the cattle of every kind and everything that creeps upon the ground of every kind. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, Let us make humankind in our image, according to our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the wild animals of the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. So God created humankind in his image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the earth and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves upon the earth. God said, See, I have given you every plant yielding seed that is upon the face of all the earth, and every tree with seed in its fruit, you shall have them for food. And to every beast of the earth, and to every bird of the air, and to everything that creeps upon the earth, everything that has the breath of life, I have given every green plant for food. And it was so. God saw everything that he had made, and indeed it was very good. And there was evening, and there was morning, the sixth day. Thus the heaven and the earth were finished, and all their multitude. And on the seventh day God finished the work that he had done, and he rested on the seventh day 
from all the work that he had done. So God blessed the seventh day and hallowed it because on it God created all the, rested from all the work that he had done in creation. These are the generations of the heavens and the earth when they were created. Let us pray. O God, who wonderfully created and yet more wonderfully restored the dignity of human nature, grant that we may share the divine life of him who humbled himself to share our humanity, your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Second Vigil Reading, The Flood. The Lord said to Noah, Go into the ark, you and all your household, for I have seen that you are alone, are righteous before me in this generation. Take with you seven pairs of all clean animals, the male and its mate, and a pair of the animals that are not clean, the male and its mate. 
in seven pairs of the birds of the air, also male and female, to keep their kind alive on the face of all the earth. For in seven days I will send rain on the earth for forty days and forty nights. And every living thing that I have made I will blot out from the face of the ground. And Noah did all that the Lord had commanded him. In the six hundredth year of Noah's life, in the second month, on the seventeenth day of the month, on that day all the fountains of the great deep burst forth, and the windows of the heavens were opened. The rain fell on the earth forty days and forty nights. On the very same day, Noah with his sons, Shem and Ham, and Japheth, and Noah's wife and the three wives of his sons entered the ark. They and every wild animal of every kind and all domestic animals of every kind, and every creeping thing that creeps on the earth, and every bird of every kind, every bird, every winged creature. They went into the ark, and with Noah, two and two of all flesh, in which there was the breath of life. And those that entered, male and female of flesh, went in as God had commanded him, and the Lord shut him in. The flood continued for forty days on the earth, and the waters increased and bore up the ark, and it rose high above the earth. The waters swelled and increased greatly on the earth, and the ark floated on the faces of the waters. At the end of the forty days, Noah opened the window of the ark that he had made and sent out the raven. It went to and fro until the waters were dried up from the earth. Then he sent out a dove from him to see if the waters had subsided from the face of the ground. But the dove found no place to set its foot, and it returned to him to the ark, for the waters were still on the face of the whole earth. So he put out his hand, took it in, and brought it to the ark with him. He waited another seven days, and again he sent out the dove from the ark. And the dove came back to him in the evening, and there in its beak was a freshly plucked olive leaf. So Noah knew the waters had subsided from the earth. Then he waited seven days and sent out the dove. It did not return to him anymore. In the 601st year, in the first month, on the first day of the month, the waters were dried up from the earth, and Noah removed the covering of the ark and looked and saw that the face of the ground was drying. In the second month, on the 27th day of the month, the earth was dry. Then God said to Noah, Go out of the ark, you and your wife, and your sons, and your sons' wives with you. Bring with you every living thing that is with you of all flesh, birds and animals, and every creeping thing that creeps on the earth so that they may abound on the earth and be fruitful and multiply on the earth. So Noah went out with his sons and his wife and his sons' wives. Then God said to Noah and to his sons with him, As for me, I am establishing my covenant with you and your descendants after you. And with every living creature that is with you, the birds, the domestic animals, and every animal on the earth with you, as many as came out of the ark. I establish my covenant with you 
that never again shall all the flesh be cut off by waters of a flood, and never again shall there be a flood to destroy the earth. God said, This is the sign of the covenant that I make between me and you and every living creature that is with you for all future generations. I have set my bow in the clouds, and it shall be a sign of the covenant between me and the earth. Let us join in singing hymn 608, Bound in the Blue Hymnals. Let us pray. Almighty God, you have placed in the skies the sign of your covenant with all living things. Grant that we who are saved through water and the Spirit may worthily offer to you our sacrifice of thanksgiving through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The third vigil reading, Israel's Deliverance at the Red Sea, is from the book of Exodus. 
As Pharaoh drew near, the Israelites looked back, and there were the Egyptians advancing on them. In great fear, the Israelites cried out to the Lord. They said to Moses, Was it because there were no graves in Egypt that you have taken us away to die in the wilderness? What have you done to us, bringing us out of Egypt? Is this not the very thing we told you in Egypt? Let us alone and let us serve the Egyptians? For it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the wilderness. But Moses said to the people, Do not be afraid. Stand firm and see the deliverance that the Lord will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today you shall never see again. The Lord will fight for you, and you have only to keep still. Then the Lord said to Moses, Why do you cry out to me? Tell the Israelites to go forward. But you lift up your staff and stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it, that the Israelites may go into the sea on dry ground. Then I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians so that they will go in after them. And so I will gain glory for myself over Pharaoh and all his army, his chariots and his chariot drivers. And the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord when I have gained glory for myself over Pharaoh, his chariots, and his chariot drivers. The angel of God, who was going before the Israelite army, moved and went behind them. And the pillar of cloud moved from in front of them and took its place behind them. It came between the army of Egypt and the army of Israel. And so the cloud was there with the darkness, and it lit up the night. One did not come near the other all night. Then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea. The Lord drove the sea back by a strong east wind all night, and turned the sea into dry land, and the waters were divided. The Israelites went into the sea on dry ground, the waters forming a wall for them on their right and on their left. The Egyptians pursued and went into the sea after them, all of Pharaoh's horses, chariots, and chariot drivers. At the morning watch, the Lord in the pillar of fire and cloud looked down upon the Egyptian army and threw the Egyptian army into panic. He clogged their chariot wheels so that they turned with difficulty. The Egyptians said, let us flee from the Israelites for the Lord is fighting for them against Egypt. Then the Lord said to Moses, stretch out your hand over the sea so that the water may come back upon the Egyptians, upon their chariots and chariot drivers. So Moses stretched out his hand over the sea and at dawn the sea returned to its normal depth. As the Egyptians fled before it, the Lord tossed the Egyptians into the sea The waters returned and covered the chariots and the chariot drivers, the entire army of Pharaoh that had followed them into the sea. Not one of them remained. But the Israelites walked on dry ground through the sea, the waters forming a wall for them on their right and on their left. Thus the Lord saved Israel that day from the Egyptians, and Israel saw the Egyptians dead on the seashore. Israel saw the great work that the Lord did against the Egyptians. So the people feared the Lord and believed in the Lord, 
and in his servant Moses. Then the prophet Miriam, Aaron's sister, took a tambourine in her hand, and all the women went out after her with tambourines and with dancing. And Miriam sang to them, Sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. Horse and rider he has thrown into the sea. Let us join in singing hymn 425. God, whose wonderful deeds of old shine forth even to our own day. You once delivered by the power of your mighty arm your chosen people from slavery under Pharaoh to be a sign, sign for us of the salvation of all nations by the water of baptism. Grant that all the peoples of the earth may be numbered among the offspring of Abraham, and rejoice in the inheritance of Israel, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The fourth reading, God's presence in a renewed Israel, the prophet Isaiah. Ho, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters, and you that have no money, come, buy, and eat. Come. Buy wine and milk, without money and without price. Why do you spend your money for that which is not bread, and your labor for that which does not satisfy? Listen carefully to me, and eat what is good, and delight yourselves in rich food. Incline your ear, and come to me. Listen, so that you may live. I will make you with an everlasting covenant, my steadfast, sure love for David. See, I made him a witness to the peoples, a leader and commander for the peoples. See, you shall call nations that you do not know, and nations that do not know you shall run to you 
because of the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, for he has glorified you. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake their way and the unrighteous their thoughts. Let them return to the Lord that he may have mercy on them and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return there until they have watered the earth, making it bring forth and sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my words be that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return empty to me, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose and succeed in the things for which I sent it. Let us pray. O God, you led your ancient people by a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. Grant that we, who serve you now on earth, may come to the joy of that heavenly Jerusalem where all tears are wiped away and where your saints forever sing your praise through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. A reading from the prophet Ezekiel. <coughs> the hand of the Lord came upon me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me down in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me all around them, there were very many lying in the valley, and they were very dry. He said to me, Mortal, can these bones live? I answered, O oh Lord God, you know. 
And he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, O oh, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, I will cause breath to enter you and you shall live. I will lay sinews on you and will cause flesh to come upon you and cover you with skin and put breath in you and you shall live and you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I had been commanded and as I prophesied, suddenly there was a noise, a rattling and the bones came together, bone to its bone. I looked and there were sinews on them and flesh had come upon them and skin had covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy mortal and say to the breath, Thus says the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain, that they may live. I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived, and stood on their feet, a vast multitude. Then he said to me, mortal, these bones are the whole house of Israel. They say, our bones are dried up and our hope is lost. We are cut off completely. Therefore prophesy and say to them, thus says the Lord God, I am going to open your graves and bring you up from your graves. O oh, my people, and I will bring you back to the land of Israel. And you shall know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and bring you up from your graves. O oh, my people, I will put my spirit within you and you shall live and I will place you on your own soil. Then you shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken and will act, says the Lord.
Let us pray. Almighty God, by the Passover of your Son, you have brought us out of sin into righteousness, out of death into life. Grant to those who are sealed by your Holy Spirit the will and the power to proclaim you to all the world. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Please stand. Through the Paschal mystery, dear friends, we are buried with Christ by baptism into his death and raised with him to newness of life. I call upon you, therefore, now that our Lenten observance is ended, to renew the solemn promises and vows of holy baptism, by which we once renounced Satan and all his works and promised to serve God faithfully in his holy Catholic Church. Do you reaffirm your renunciation of evil and renew your commitment to Jesus Christ? I do. Do you believe in God the Father? I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. Do you believe in Jesus Christ, the Son of God? I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. Do you believe in God the Holy Spirit? I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Will you continue in the apostles' teaching and fellowship, in the breaking of bread, and in the prayers? I will with God's help. Will you persevere in resisting evil? And whenever you fall into sin, repent and return to the Lord. I will with God's help. Will you proclaim by word and example the good news of God in Christ? I will with God's help. Will you seek and serve Christ in all persons, loving your neighbor as yourself? Will you strive for justice and peace among all people and respect the dignity of every human being? The Lord be with you. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give him thanks and praise. We thank you, almighty God, for the gift of water. Over it, the Holy Spirit moved in the beginning of creation. Through it, you led the children of Israel out of their bondage in Egypt into the land of promise. In it, your son, Jesus, received the baptism of John and was anointed by the Holy Spirit as the Messiah, the Christ, to lead us through his death and resurrection from the bondage of sin into everlasting life. We thank you, Father, for the water of baptism. In it, we are buried with Christ in his death. By it we share in his resurrection. Through it we are reborn by the Holy Spirit. Therefore, in joyful obedience to your Son, 
We bring into his name, we bring to him in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Now sanctify this water, we pray you, by the power of your Holy Spirit, that those who here are cleansed from sin and born again may continue forever in the risen life of Jesus Christ, our Savior. To him, to you, and to the Holy Spirit, be all honor and glory, now and forever. Amen. May Almighty God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has given us a new birth by water and the Holy Spirit, and bestowed upon us the forgiveness of sins, keep in us eternal life by his grace in Christ Jesus our Lord. Alleluia! Christ is risen! The Lord is risen indeed! Alleluia! Hymn 182. Lord be with you. Let us pray. Almighty God, for our redemption gave your only begotten Son to the death of the cross, and by his glorious resurrection delivered us from the power of our enemy. Grant us so to die daily to sin, that we may evermore live with him in the joy of his resurrection 
through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated. A reading from the book of Romans. Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Therefore, we have been buried with him by baptism into death, so that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, so we too might walk in newness of life. For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we will certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. We know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body of sin might be destroyed and we might no longer be enslaved to sin. For whoever has died is freed from sin. But if we have died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. We know that Christ, being raised from the dead, will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over him. The death he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. So you also must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. Please stand. gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke. Glory to you, Lord Christ. On the first day of the week, at early dawn, they came to the tomb, taking the spices that they had prepared. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they went in, they did not find the body. While they were perplexed about this, suddenly two men in dazzling clothes stood beside them. The women were terrified, bowed their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, 
Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here, but has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee that the Son of Man must be handed over to sinners and be crucified and on the third day rise again. Then they remembered his words, and returning from the tomb, they told all this to the eleven and to all the rest. Now it was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the other women with them who told this to the apostles. But these words seemed to them an idle tale, and they did not believe them. But Peter got up and ran to the tomb, stooping and looking in. He saw the linen cloths by themselves. Then he went home, amazed at what had happened. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. There is the story of the old African-American Baptist preacher who, when getting into the pulpit, gave a sermon of but one line. It's Friday, but Sunday is a coming. As he repeated this line over and over again, a groundswell beneath him of Amen, Alleluia's rose with every It's Friday, but Sunday is a coming. I realize. As we gather this night, it feels more like Friday than it does Sunday. After two years of living almost in isolation, of masking and surges, in so many ways our gathering is not all that dissimilar from the first economic ecumenical synod held in the first century where historians write that the bishops coming to deliberate and hash out our faith bore the wounds of persecution. Their wounds were physical. Our wounds are emotional. As not only we have lived in a state of stress and fear, Throughout this country, over one million families grieve the loss of loved ones. And now, as we see ourselves coming out of the pandemic, we endure daily trauma every time we turn on the news 
as the atrocities of war for the first time are graphically being displayed in our living rooms. And we wonder, could the world get any worse? I think about the words of Ellen Davis in her book, Agriculture in the Old Testament, and she writes that the problem with American Christianity is that it lacks the religious imagination able to realize that the world can be so much worse than it is. She wrote that 10 years ago. And yes, the world seems a lot worse. But she also continues that statement with, we also cannot imagine that the world can be so much better. And that's why we come and gather this night. Because we come together to remember the fact that the world is able to get better. But somehow we are stuck with the disciples grieving in the upper room. We walk in sorrow with the women to the tomb, expecting the rock to be in place and a body to be lying within. And we too don't know what to make of the words, why are you looking for the living among the dead? With those words, we too walk away with amazement and disbelief. But the truth is, the resurrection did happen. And through the cross of Christ and the explosion of the tomb wide open, not only did we find ourselves living in hope, in grace, with the promise of eternal life. Something even greater happened that we often don't realize. The seal between heaven and earth was burst open, and through it pours the energy of divine love itself. Three years ago, at the royal wedding of Harry and Meghan, now let's not go beyond that, our presiding bishop asked the world to imagine this. What if humanity could harness the energy of love in the same way it has managed to harness the energy of fire. Just think, our ability, he said, to harness fire allows us to not only light our homes, but to heat them. 
to send a man across the Atlantic Ocean in six hours and then allow him to broadcast his message to the whole world standing in the heart of England. Because we have harnessed fire, we now can use technology in ways that we never could have imagined 20 or even 10 years ago. And because of that imagination, it seems almost each and every day, technology is able to do something more for humankind. So think about it. How would this world be changed if we could harness the energy that is love? That is what I believe Ellen Davis asks us to do when she talks about the religious imagination and calls us to realize and imagine this world being a much better place than it is today. To imagine that through the love of God and Christ, we are able now to make a world where there is no hunger. We are able to create a world where there is no violence. We are able to create a world where there is no weeping or wailing, but simply a world unified as one, basking in the light of love and in the light of the Lamb who was sacrificed so that we might live and might have the ability to live in a world of peace and tranquility. It may feel like it's Friday as we leave this church and ponder all that seems to be so dark around us. But it's not Friday anymore. It's Sunday. And we leave filled with hope, life, and love. It's Sunday, the day that God overcame the boundaries of death and broke it wide open so that we can live in hope and freedom. Yes, it may in some ways feel as if it's Friday, but on this day, Sunday has come, and the hope of Christ reigns on. Amen.
In the joy of the resurrection, we offer our prayers to the Father who raised his Son from the grave and through that victory offers all of us the hope of eternal life. The world bombards us with stories that instill anxiety and despair, but in the emptiness of one tomb, you have overwhelmed us with hope and promise. Gracious God, fill us with the joy of Christ's glorious and life-giving resurrection. Alleluia. Hear our prayer. Since the surprise of the empty tomb, the news of Christ's resurrection has spread far and wide. This evening, we pray for churches that are isolated or persecuted, for churches suffering from stagnation or decline, and churches everywhere that yearn to proclaim your gospel. Loving Father, grant your holy church fresh strength in the good news of Easter. Alleluia, hear our prayer. The first apostles honored the resurrected Christ by sharing all they had with those in need. Merciful God, help us here at St. Peter's by the Sea respond to all who go hungry or lack shelter. Bless the ministry of our community market and make us conduits of your mercy and grace. Hallelujah, hear our prayer. The resurrection proved once and for all that violence cannot stand against the power of your love. This evening we pray for all those living in the shadow of war or oppression. Grant them trust that you have not caused their suffering, faith that you can pour light into their darkness, and peace that they may experience the life you desire. Alleluia, hear our prayer. In life, Jesus brought comfort and healing to those who suffered from sickness and disease. Pour out your compassion, Lord God, on all those from our community who are ill or infirm, and those who care for them, that they may be strengthened by your constant presence. Alleluia, hear our prayer. The resurrection of Christ offers us hope that death is not the end either of Jesus' story or of ours. Enfold all those who have gone before us in death with the mighty power of his resurrection, that they will be raised on the last day. Alleluia, hear our prayer. We lift all these prayers to you, our life-giving God, through the victory of your Son, Jesus Christ. May he live in us that we would always live in you. Amen. The peace of the Lord be always with you. Let us greet one another with a sign of Christ's love for us. Peace be with you. Peace, Nick. Peace, Tony. Please be seated. First of all, again, a very warm welcome on this Easter Eve, and I'm so thrilled to see so many with us this evening. A big thank you to our choir and our musicians and to Tony for all their hard work in preparing our music for this evening, and to Bev 
and all of her sisters and the uh, others who helped um, decorate the altar and prepare it for this evening's service and to our altar guild um, Debbie Yurchik Shoemaker for all her hard work throughout the week of what I like to call set changes between all of our services this week. If you are visiting St. Peter's for the first time, anyone who is bapti baptized is welcome to receive the um, sacrament of communion, the bread and the wine. Um, again, we will do that in station. I will do it at the crossing. I just ask people who are going um, with a stage left, it's your right, but this way, be wary, there are wires. So just as you go along the front, beware of the wires and our timpanies and everything else is a little cramped up there. So just be careful of that. Um, other than that, um, I have no other announcements. So then say, Happy Easter. <laughs> Walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself for us in offering and sacrifice to God.
took the cup of wine. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to him and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this for the remembrance of me. Therefore, we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ is Sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving. 